Hello and welcome into another episode of Popcorn for Breakfast with your co-host, Kirk. Hello, hello. I am your other co-host, Cam. We're coming at you on a Monday night. That's right. It's been a while since we've done a Monday. It's been a while. And you know what they say about Mondays, or at least what Garfield says about Mondays. Um, What does he say, Cam? He hates them. And Hmm. you know... I tend to agree. And today was among the most Monday of Mondays in the world. Mm-hmm. I woke up. Um, so my dog, let's just, I'll just pull, peel back the curtain on my life. <laughs> how, about the, how about that? We'll just kick off the show with my complaints. Tell um, us. My eldest dog, it, he has like this, um, he got a cut on his foot and then it got infected and now he's on medicine for the infection. Well, the medicine, okay. our dog sleep in our bed. Apparently, the medicine made him incontinent in, in his no, sleep. No, it did not. No, it did not. Yes, it sure did. And he peed in our bed. And the commotion from that, that was like 6 a.m. Oh. Our son, our oldest son, had already woken up at uh, like 4 a.m. Just for no reason. You know, just like no reason, whatever. And then the dog peed in the bed at at uh, 6 a.m. And so I was just up. I was just up, you know, it's not, that's, you know, I know lots of people wake up at 6 a.m., but when you're not planning to wake up at 6 a.m., you know, when you base your sleep schedule off of different times, um, it was a rude awakening. It was a rude awakening. So yeah, Mondays, right? Am I I right? Mondays? I can't imagine. I mean, there are worse things. Um, You're sure you're still alive, but there are very few things that are worse than that. Um, It's pretty rough. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Other than if, if he had sat and perched on your chest and peed in your face. I'd almost, I actually almost prefer that because then it, <laughs> then it wouldn't be on the mattress. Like my face will wash the, the mattress. You have to do a whole thing with. So, oh my goodness. I, I just, um, <laughs> that visual, I know, uh, right? which was, which is your old Watson. Watson yeah. Watson just perched upon you saying, I can't hold it anymore. And I can't jump off this bed. I shall pee on the face of my owner. Yeah. And he's, he's the good dog. So that's why it was like, it was like the ultimate betrayal. It's like, no, you know, if the other had, if the other dog had done it, it's like, yeah, of course, of course you did. Like, like expected, right? That's par it's, for the uh, course for you. Tweedledee. It's like how how the best kid who does one thing wrong gets more punishment That's right. because they're expected <laughs> they get to punished be for their good behavior. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Anyway, oh all, all of that is just to say that it's Monday. <laughs> I'm so not sure why I went in that direction, but I did. Kirk, how are you doing today? That's more important. Um, I'm doing great. I. Uh, I uh, got I got off work, uh, hard day at work, uh, lots of fires to put out, but I mowed the lawn when I got home. Oh. So you can see I'm feeling pretty accomplished, but very tired. I'm Ooh. just uh, putting on a happy face for you right now. Mowing the lawn on a weekday? No. Yes. No, sir. Yes. Our weekend was packed full, packed full, and I am uh, recovering from uh, fun times with friends and um, also a, a tiny, sick little girl. So little mm. girl, my daughter Edie, of course, your your niece, and hopefully she gets better. Um, definitely not as bad as a dog uh, peeing in my bed unexpectedly <laughs> at six o'clock in the morning. So yeah, that takes I the say, cake. I thought my Monday wasn't that great until I heard you. Here I am to one up yours. your Monday blues, Kirk. I'll <laughs> I'll always be at your service. Uh, gotta gotta you know 
just rub it in a little bit. Um, <laughs> but no, we're going to have some fun tonight. We're going to have some fun to brighten up both of our Mondays, it sounds like. Yes. And here's what's interesting. So we normally will do our live stream and then drop a podcast the next day. That's like the, the what's poppin' podcast. Because of how things shake out this week, we're doing our stream now. We're dropping our what's poppin' podcast on a Wednesday. So there will be a whole day in between now when we record it and when we release it. So here's my here's my guarantee for you guys out there. If you're wondering when a ginormous, massive movie news story is going to drop, I would place a large sum of money that it will drop tomorrow. Yes. I will. I, I like. I wish I could. I wish there was a way to bet on something like that because in my experience, the biggest stories happen like right after we record something <laughs> every so time. To, so tomorrow I think we're going to get the Spider-Man trailer. Yeah, uh, exactly. That's what I was going to say. I was like, we're getting the far, we're getting the no way home trailer tomorrow. We'll, we'll also get the Do, uh, Dr. Strange uh, multiverse uh, trailer as well. They're just going to drop them on the same yeah, day. The Batman. We'll get a trailer for that. Um, Literally every big mm-hmm. news story that we're waiting on will come out tomorrow. I think yeah, that's they'll announce happen. something crazy. Like, who knows? Like, I don't even know what would be like. Daniel Craig is returning for another James Bond. Movie, you know, like <laughs> they will. Something will happen tomorrow. I guarantee it. Tuesday, July twentieth. I'm marking it. Something crazy in movie news is going to happen. That's. I just know it will. I know. It will. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be. It's going to burn so bad, and it's also going to be so great. Whatever news comes about. I yes. know. That's that's the thing. Is like it's not even a that's not even a lose. Like sure, we we miss out on the scoop, but like also, uh, I'll be so excited for whatever it is. It'll be it'll yes. be so fun. Um, other pieces of housekeeping. I f- let's go back to our midsummer discussion last week and how we had discussed during the black widow review that my parents unsuspectingly walked into midsummer purchased tickets and went to it having no idea what it was yes kirk you thought they sat through the whole movie i said not a chance in this world i would just like to confirm that they definitely did not sit through the whole movie i followed up on that and also they left at like the earliest possible time i thought they would like okay the, I'm not going to spoil anything for those of you that haven't seen it. I know, Kirk, you haven't seen it. But I'm I will not. just say that when things took a turn for the worse, they didn't need to see anything else. They were like, okay, that's enough for me. I'm going to go. So, um, yeah, I, my my who I think my parents are is still intact in my brain. That's That's still connected there yes i'd like to change that though cam i would like to propose uh if they're listening and i know they do they are big supporters of our podcast i would like to propose that we have a uh, a, a video of them watching midsummer i no. want to see their reaction video to it they would never sit through the whole thing uh, well my my dad wouldn't that's a guarantee my mom could probably tough it out but what if we have him start and all the more better if he starts and then he just leaves and your mom continues to give us her reaction to the film i don't know my mom will like watch gritty stuff but like that's not her deal like the scary mm-hmm. movie thing is not her thing it, unless it's like not super gross which like this is it's, it's super gross it's it's more disturbing than anything it's not like going to give you nightmares it's just really going to get under your skin 
I would just like to attempt and offer it to them and see what they come back and say, because now we've talked about it. I was wrong. I would like to continue to double down and see what we can milk out of this situation. If you I mean, would if allow you would, me to. if you would like to follow that up, I think that's fine, but I can, I will continue to double down on my efforts, which is that they will <laughs> slam the door on your face whenever you present that offer. So uh, what if we set we'll them up a la, a la a clockwork orange style and we uh, open up their eyelids and strap them to a chair yeah. against their will and, and make them watch it? Would they be open to that at well, all? Well, see, that's against the Geneva Convention. That's a human rights okay. violation. So then, oh, that, okay. that, then we get into situations where Interpol is hunting us down. It's a mm. whole thing. So Yes. Um, now, you're, you're pretty good at After Effects. I've noticed with this podcast. So could you CGI out the uh, restraints that we put on them for this viewing? Potentially. All right. Um, All right. Well, just erase the first half of this and then let's keep recording (laughs) if you're okay with that. Yeah. Good thing this isn't a live stream or anything. Um, Okay. Other bits of housekeeping real quick. Loki. Loki is done. Okay. Loki season one is done. We'll talk more about what's next to come and what's popping with Loki. But we have done episode recaps for every Marvel series so far that's been on Disney+. Plus. So WandaVision, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki. Those are all available on YouTube. We've got a playlist called Spilled Popcorn on our YouTube channel. You can watch all of them there. So if you're one of these people, you know, like my wife hasn't watched Loki yet. She wanted to wait till all the episodes dropped. I totally get that for what it's worth because then you can yeah. kind of binge it, flow through it. Um, I think there are other people out there like that. That is a resource to you. So watch episode one, watch our recap. Watch episode two, watch our recap. Because we've got great nuggets in there and you can kind of experience what everybody else was experiencing when they were watching it live, which is the community aspect, conversating about it, all of those good, fun things, which are the things that I really like about the week-to-week release schedule. So just want to let you guys know, those are out there. They're they're done. They're, They're resources. And if you've only ever listened to them in podcast form, um, the videos have lots of fun little clips from the show, snippets, video editing, cool stuff in there. So yes, check it out. Highly recommend. Um, all right. So on to this show and what we're going to be talking about. So we're going to do what's popping. We're going to pop it up like we always do. We got lots of big movie news to cover. We're in the middle of the summer. So we got lots, lots and lots. And there's so much coming down the pike and it just, the list just grows every day and it's so exciting. So we're going to talk about that. We are going to review Space Jam, A New Legacy, which is in theaters and on HBO Max. Um, Kirk and I both watched it on HBO Max. Is that correct, Kirk? That is correct. And then we are going together to go see it in theaters this weekend. That's how hardcore we are. We're doing like a big family outing to go see Space Jam. So it's going to be a good time. So we're getting the best of both worlds. But just so you know, both of those avenues are available to you. You can watch it in theaters. You can watch it on HBO Max, whatever tickles your fancy and then following that um spoiler alert which i don't even know if this is a spoiler kirk because in all the marketing material you see like all these other warner brother characters um for space jam there is sort of like a ready player one type vibe going on with this movie in the sense that all these other like warner intellectual properties or, or franchises and things are involved in space jam and so our schoolyard pick this week is going to be schoolyard pick of Warner Brothers franchises. So that's going to be super fun. And you guys, I don't, if you don't know this, you you should. Warner Brothers has an outrageous assortment of IPs. So it's going to be a fun discussion and it's going to be discussion outside of the Disney Marvel verse, which will be good for a change. 
So. Yes, you know, Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds was a WB yeah, property buddy. in 2011. And I think that's a big contender for our game. Jonah Hex. Ooh, yes, yeah. please. Yes, please. <laughs> Crazy Stupid Love. That's a big one. Yeah. That's one of my hottest takes. I, like that's that's one that's a movie that I fight people on that I just like think that movie's really bad. Yeah. And uh, people love it. And that's like one that I have to die on the hill for on multiple occasions. I even rewatched it recently just to be like, okay, am I out of my mind? Nope. Still think it's bad. So if <laughs> I you want to fight me about that, let's go. I've not seen it because you hate it so much because you wow. went to see that in theaters. And I said, you know, if Cam doesn't like it that much, I'm out. I don't even want to waste my time. <laughs> yeah. I hate it vicariously <laughs> through you. No, you have to form your own opinion. But literally I walked out I, I and I never do that. I never, I don't know. I must've been in a bad mood that night. I was like <laughs> <laughs> enough is an, I literally never walk out of movies, but that one I did. I sat through grownups, the whole thing next to you and didn't walk out of that. So here's here's what I'm saying. Like I don't I don't walk out of movies. That one I did. That one I did. So I don't Ooh. think that one's going to crack my list. Kirk, maybe it's yours even though you haven't seen it. We'll find out. We'll find out. Mm -hmm. But we'll find out. We got no time to lose. Can we pop it up, Kirk? Can we get into this? Let's pop it up. Let's do it. All right. So here is what's popping this week. Kirk, as you know, we always have tons of superhero movie-related news. Would you rather get that out of the way first, or do you want to save it till the end? What's your what's your vibe? Well, I always love to hear about superheroes, so let's just dive right in, and then let's see what else the the Hollywood industry has to offer us. Yeah, you got it. Well, we've got we've got Marvel superhero news and DC superhero news, so we'll bounce around a little bit. Okay. Um, the big news that's hot off the presses uh, today, actually, is that. Marvel Studios has found their director for their new Blade movie starring Mahershala Ali. This is a Whoa. movie that we got announced back at the big um, Comic-Con Disney thing. Or was it the D23 Expo? No, it was Comic-Con. Okay. It was, it was Comic-Con, I think, when they did the big Phase 4 rollout deal mm. and Mahershala was there and everybody was like what Blade and you know this is the movie that wasn't planned that Mahershala Ali actually pitched to them and said I want you to make this movie and they're making it and we haven't heard zip zilch nada since then except for the fact that they hired um, Stacy Osei Kufour who is the writer of the Watchmen series to write the movie well today we're getting reports that it's not a done deal but they have found their director and his name is Bassam Tariq. And you may not okay. you may not recognize that name because he's only really had one movie, like feature film that would have been seeable by people. Other than that, it was like documentary shorts and some documentary films. And he's he's really new on the scene. But the movie that he directed, he co-wrote with Riz Ahmed, Academy Award nominee. And Riz oh Ahmed starred in that movie. And that movie is called Mogul Mowgli. Um, I have not checked it out, but I, it's at the top of my list now. I'm going to go check it out. So Basim Tariq is our new director for Blade, assuming that they can get a contract agreed to. He, um, like Mahershala Ali, is Muslim. And so I am speculating that there might be some like Muslim culture wrapped into Blade. I don't really know how they would do that with the history of um, the character, but... They could, and I know that Mahershala Ali is like very passionate about telling stories about Islam and, and Muslims mm -hmm. and, and things like that. So 
we'll see what happens, but that's just my early, early vibe. But what do you think about having a newcomer director take on this, uh, this new movie, Kirk? Well, I think that's uh, Marvel's MO right now. They are grabbing people who haven't, in a way, been tainted by the industry. Uh, even Chloe Zhao, who is uh, who is yeah. now an Academy Award-winning director, she doesn't have a long, long history uh, of, of film. Uh, so this yeah. is exciting because this is how you keep people's um, innocence, uh, their, their real visions before they have to get thrown around and yeah. politicized by the machine, you know, of Hollywood. So I think this is, I think this is good. It's worked out so far every single time. I don't see why this wouldn't work out again. And if, if him and, uh, him and, uh, Raz, I always forget his Riz. name. Yeah, Dennis, Riz, Riz, him and Riz, if they are companions, uh, in, in the movie industry world, I think that's, there's no way that him and Mahershala cannot do something equally as fantastic. So yeah. I'm down for this. I'm down. Yeah. I mean, we'll find out if this plan works pretty soon because they, like you said, they have tons of new blood on the directing side, on the acting side. I mean, new ish, I should say, you know, the Jonathan majors, the Florence Pews of the world proven, but new on the scene, mm -hmm. but you know, Nia DaCosta who is directing, um, Candyland, Jordan Peele's Candyland, and is also yes. or Candyman. I apologize, Candyman, and also um, directing the Marvels. You know she's involved. Kate Shortland, who just directed Black Widow, was a new director. So we've got lots of people who are new on the scene being brought in. Kate Heron, who was the director of the Loki series that we just watched yes. and most people loved. You know, lots of lots of new names, but um, it's good. I think it's I think it's a good thing. It helps keep the creative juices flowing. So it's exciting. Hold that thought. Before I forget it, I want to talk about your your misspoken word there. You said Candyland instead of Candyman. Can you imagine if we took that property of Candyland and turned it into a horror film? Oh, how fantastic that would be! Scary. I mean, when you get to the molasses swamp <laughs> and you got that guy staring you down. And no, you thank got gr you. Grandma Nut. Grandma I mean, that's Nut. A Obviously, an insane asylum. Um, uh, Lord Licorice. Yeah, I Grandma mean, Nut's going to be like that old lady from It, you know? Yes. <laughs> Chapter or, two. <laughs> oh my gosh. Her, and maybe there's two grandmas, uh, and they're like a, a, an army of grandmas, and you have the, the old lady from The Shining who's like deteriorating, pop in. Listen, let's, let's write the Cameron. screenplay. Let's write the screenplay. I, I, you've on. sold me. You've sold me. I'm there. Um, and it'll be way better than Jordan Peele's Candyman. I'll tell you that. That's right. right. Even though that's, that's probably right. going to be a masterpiece. But um, yeah, good points. Good points all around. Moving right along, more superhero stuff. Loki, real quick hitter here. Loki has been confirmed for season two. This is not a spoiler. This is this is just out there. This is news. Loki season two. Now, the one wrinkle here is Kate Heron, who I just mentioned, who directed every episode of Loki season one, is not going to be the director for the next time around. I think probably just Marvel wanting to switch things up. I can't imagine it has anything to do with her performance or anything. If anything, it's because she had a scheduling conflict or something like that, but must um, have been. they're going in a different direction. So that'll be exciting. Even though I think Kate Heron did a, a just a chef's kiss, spectacular job. I think she had such a great show. Um, so that's exciting. Season two of Loki, who knows what that holds, but it's on the way and, and we don't even know when, but it's coming. Yes. All right. Let's jump over to DC for a little bit, shall we? There Let's are reportedly, now there's different outlets sort of arguing about this, but the consensus seems to be that there are three young actresses 
vying for the role of Batgirl in Disney's live-action adaptation of that series. And those actresses are Isabella Merced, Zoe Deutsch, and Leslie Grace. Isabella Merced was Dora the Explorer, um, so she's she's newer on the scene. Zoe Deutsch, I think people tend to know Zoe, Zoe Deutsch. She's been around for a little while. And Leslie Grace played Nina in In the Heights, um, which just came out a few months ago. So those... All of those actors are at least going through the testing. There may be more candidates out there. There are, there are rumors about mm-hmm. other candidates, you know, being considered but then passing on the role. So that's where we're at right now. Um, but we'll see. We'll see who mm-hmm. who emerges victorious, I guess, or who has. I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. That's such a tough role because I, it never got its day on screen because Alicia Silverstone played it in famously uh, the horrible yeah. Batman and Robin. And I thought she did a great job despite all of the, the nineties writing that was happening in it and everything else. But, uh, you know, I would like to see Alicia Silverstone reprise her role as mm. Batgirl. Uh, I think it's, I think it's the perfect time for her to come back into the spotlight. Redemption. And it, and it makes perfect sense. Um, if not as Batgirl, as uh, another, some other kind of superhero that uh, mentors Batgirl in some sort of way. Uh, I don't yeah. know what that looks like, but I need Alicia Silverstone back in the superhero world because I saw like a like a clip reel of her in something of it recently. I'm like, where'd she go? Where'd she go? I know she's doing some, some random kind of stuff out there and she needs to be back in the spotlight. We got Clueless and we got Bat and, that's a, and we got Blast from the Past and I think we deserve more. Alicia Silverstone. I mean, you're making a strong case, Kirk. You're making a strong case. I don't know if I'll it'll be buff. Batgirl, but um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. The other actress who was rumored was Haley Lou Richardson, though some outlets are reporting that she passed on the role, like maybe was offered it. I, I don't know, or, or tested and then was like, no, I'm out. Um, okay. So we'll see. But that's that's happening. Other DC news, Batman, the Batman. I should say, which is the Matt Reeves adaptation uh, starring Robert Pattinson. Colin Farrell has been famously cast as the Penguin in that movie, and he was on the Happy, Sad, Confused podcast and said that he's only in about five or six scenes in the film as the Penguin with only about nine total minutes of screen time. Kirk, what's your reaction to that news? Do you think that's a good sign for this movie, a bad sign for this movie, or, or not really either i'm gonna guess it's a good sign because there are a gajillion villains as we know in this movie so maybe it's more like a council of villains briefly Uh, we don't need all of them in this film because we need them to uh, be part of future the batman films Mm -hmm. in my opinion yeah yeah it could be like a you know they're setting up like a court of owls thing and so he needs Mm -hmm. to be around you know you don't cast somebody as colin farrell to only use him in one movie for just a no. few scenes like you're it's probably building to something bigger especially if you're casting him as the penguin we know that we've got the riddler in this movie we've got a few other villains going on here so yeah i i i, I like that take and i think i buy it so mm-hmm. um we'll see i think a lot of the the gut reaction that i was seeing on twitter were people being like what what's going on here but <laughs> I, I i i am sure that they have it under control i i for whatever reason, have a ton of confidence in this project. I think mostly because of, I trust Matt Reeves and uh, I trust Robert Pattinson at this point in his career to make good decisions about the roles that he is in. And he's done a good job of that recently. So yes, um, yes. I think, uh, I think it's probably for the best. I, I tend to agree, Kirk. All right. Thank you. 
I think we are officially out of superhero land. I've got one little other superhero nugget at the end, but it's also a Space Jam nugget. So I'm saving that for the segue into the review. Okay. Okay. Um, In the category of things that are news technically, but aren't really news, is that Wes Anderson's making a new movie. And the three people who have been cast in that movie so far are, and this is shocking, so brace yourselves, Wes Anderson fans. This is going to blow your mind. Tilda Swinton, Bill Murray, and Adrian Brody. And I don't think any of us could have seen that coming. (laughs) That was, you know, the next, who knows, next they're going to get crazy and cast Jason Schwartzman or something. I mean, Willem Dafoe, who knows? Sam Rockwell, Uh, yes. Yeah. I'm being facetious for those of you who are not Wes Anderson fans. All of those people are like typically in there. Uh, Owen Wilson. These are these are guys who are like the usual suspects in Wes Anderson films. So that's why I said it's like technically news, but not really. Like if Wes Anderson's making a movie, there's a good chance Tilda Swinton and Bill Murray are, are somewhere nearby for that. So Every uh, time. Every, every single time. time. So that is coming. We don't know what this new project is. People sort of found out about it because they had the Cannes uh, Film Festival going on. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. French Dispatch, which is Wes Anderson's current upcoming film, was doing the rounds there. And so information got out that he's filming a new project, and they're doing so in Spain. And Tilda Swinton, Adrian Brody, and Bill Murray are in tow so far for that one. Lovely. So we'll keep you guys posted on more as, as we hear it. Next up, we've got some potential merger acquisition news going on. A24, the the whispers around the industry are that A24, which is a production house, movie house, is has their eyeballs on, on a possible sale, and they view their valuation somewhere in the $3 billion range. So for scale, just keep in mind that MGM sold to Amazon for $8.6 billion, and that was believed around the industry to be overpaying by Amazon. So A24 feels like they are valued at around $3 billion. And the other rumor associated with that, and this is coming from Bloomberg, is that Apple um, was kicking the tires pretty substantially on potentially buying that property. Um, and if you're not familiar with A24, chances are you are familiar, but you're like not. You know what I mean? Like you've seen A24 movies, but you're not. Let me just rattle off a few, and, and there are countless others, but Moonlight, Lady Bird, Midsummer, Ex Machina, The Lighthouse, Minari, Uncut Gems. Um, there are many others. They this 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 is like almost like a cult like following <laughs> that A24 has. They have this like really avid fan base specifically of this production studio, which is kind of odd for like an indie movie house, but they're a big deal and they think that they're worth three billion dollars, Kirk. Um, what would you think if Apple was able to pull this off? Do you think that's a good move for them? I think it's perfect. I think it's perfect. You, you I mean, people know these this these movies. I mean, Spectacular Now is part of that. Yep. Uh, the Lobster. If you haven't seen it, you've heard about it. Swiss Army Man. That's uh, with mm-hmm. uh, Daniel Radcliffe going postal. Well, a dead a dead man. He just you know, there's all these crazy things. Room Eighth Grade. There's so many things in yep. there. You Big know movies. it. Yeah. It makes sense. And they could even change the A in A24. I don't even know what the A stands for in A24, <laughs> but obviously people would assume for going forward it would just stand for Apple 24. <laughs> yeah, uh, they would. People who were not I, familiar would think that. <laughs> I am continually impressed about where Apple TV Plus is going because uh, the, the properties that they are kicking out ever since Cherry came out with, uh, with your little boy Tom, he really changed the scope of what movies could be put on that 
that platform. Yeah. And they've gotten more, they've gotten bolder and bolder. Uh, now Schmigadoon has just premiered. They've got Ted Lasso. They've got The Morning Show renewed for season two. They've got so many properties. They're building They've got a big long portfolio. contract with Alfonso Cuaron. Yes, yeah. yes. And yeah. someone else just recently signed uh, uh, that, that we've, we, we spoke about in another episode. But all oh, of these Green. people. Misha yes, Green. Misha yeah, Green, yeah. yes. All of these incredible artists and, and uh, films and movies are, are being created and shows on this platform. And we just destroyed this thing. I mean, we swept its feet and just just uh, just threw up all over it when it came out. <laughs> and, I think that's and, fair. That might even be like <laughs> underselling. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in um, uh, in Billy Madison, when they take that bag and they put it on the porch and they light it, that was us to Apple TV Plus. Uh, but I am I am very excited about this turn of events. Uh, Schmigadoon episode one and two, the musical theater kid and me, uh, episode one and two were perfect with Keegan Michael Key and Cecily Strong and Aaron Tveit and Fred Armisen and so many more and all the other shows. Uh, Ted Lasso winning over and over again for for everything going on. Morning Show nominated. I'm in. I'm in on this. And I think Apple is. If it's strictly a rumor, I want it to become true. I want their portfolio to blow open, and then I will feel better about paying for their services. Yeah, we know that. We know that. I think that's well said. We we know that Apple has a just a huge stack of cash that they're always looking to spend, and that they need content creation. And, and so far, they've invested a lot in it. It takes time to create stuff, so we haven't really seen the returns on it yet. I think that's what you're sort of alluding to, that this is like a, a snowball that's rolling downhill. And right now it's small, but it's going to get bigger. Um, and they've already worked with A24. The On the Rocks movie with Rashida yes. Jones and Bill Murray, that was an A24 flick that they purchased. So there are some synergies there. Um, maybe the fact that it's leaked is a little bit of a leverage play by one of those parties to see if they can get some positive press around this idea. I don't know. It's always interesting to, to guess about the games and shit, but that could be a match made in heaven, to your, to your point, Kirk. All right, moving right along. Next up, we talked about this one a long, long time ago. Um, <clears throat> in the John Wick-verse, there, uh, there was long rumored to be a television series called The Continental, which is a, which is a prequel to yes. the, your first John Wick movie. By it, it predates it by like 40 years in the timeline. Well... That thing has not started production yet, but the word on the street is that it's being reworked into a three-night television event um, that's just going to be basically a limited series with, like, three, like, movies. Each episode has a budget of, like, $20 million or something like that, and they're going to make it a television event. And I believe Stars owns the rights to this, which is a bummer. I may, I may have to finally cash in my free trial um, mm. <laughs> that night, mm. but that's... Uh, that's what they're doing and yeah that's that's all we know on that one right now but i thought that okay. was an interesting twist an interesting twist of events yes yes indeed all right moving right along we've got a couple of quick hitters let me pull those up real quick um antonio banderas has been cast in indiana jones 5 He's joining a cast that includes harrison ford and phoebe waller bridge among others but unknown what his role is we of course know that production has already started on that movie so you might think that if he's just now arriving on set or something like that that it might be a smaller role maybe uh some sort of gadget role i don't know we can only speculate at this point but we know that he's been cast in the film that's coming from us 
coming to us from Deadline. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter was the one on the Continental story, just for ketchup. Next okay. one. Shailene Woodley says that she thinks Big Little Lies Season 3 is going to happen. What? Uh, she? I know, I know. Huh? This is. I don't think anybody saw this coming except for apparently Shailene Woodley. She... Now, here, here's the quote. She was interviewed, and she said, yeah, I think it's, you know, I'm paraphrasing. Okay, She was like, yeah, I think it's just a matter of getting people's schedules lined up, getting the scripts written, and getting the thing <laughs> made. I was like, correct. That is how shows get made. <laughs> you line up actor schedules. You write some scripts. You are 100% correct. But, you know, in all seriousness, she really does think there's a possibility that that happens. Kirk, would you be down for Big Little Lies season three? Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. I thought that season one of that show was quite impeccable. But season two, oh, man, it just like destroys what they were even attempting to do in season one. It, it destroys it. It destroys yeah. it. So it's decent. Season two is decent. You get some you get some resolve for stuff. But ultimately, no, no, I don't see season three happening. And uh Shame on you, Shailene Woodley. Why don't you just go <laughs> and live your life with Aaron Rodgers and make wonderful, perfect children and and love and love life and come back for Whiplash too, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm down for that. I'm I mean, she wasn't that. in Whiplash one, but she'd make I a know, great appearance in Whiplash two. <laughs> if you recall, she was in Spectacular Now, Correct. an A24 property, and arguably she could come in, fight Melissa Benoist, and see what happens. Yeah. I like that. I like that pitch. We should pitch and it. And they could go to a Packers game in this movie. I'm writing Let's, Spectacular Yeah, you should now call Damien Chazelle. I think he might be interested in, in yes. your thoughts there. I'm going to write Spectacular Now 2 and Whiplash 2. They're going to be in the same They're universe cross and over. cross over. Like yes, that. that's right. That's I like right. That. That's good. That's real good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't like season two as much of Big Little Lies. I thought the, I thought the thesis of that season was a little bit confusing, and, and you were left with a finale that's like, well, no matter what happens, everyone loses. <laughs> 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 like, the fans lose, the characters lose, everyone loses, okay. Um, yes. Which I thought was an interesting choice, but who knows? Maybe season three, they can, they can right their wrongs. Certainly a great cast, and... Um, good characters it's just a matter of making it work yes. all right and i saved one big whopper to the end and i only did this because i completely forgot about it until just <laughs> until just now so here's here's a big whopper for you star trek star trek kirk this and this is what i was talking about earlier about how stories break at the worst times for us that star trek story was breaking while we were streaming last week like literally i got off the stream walked out of the office and I had a, I had a uh, notification on my phone that was like Matt Shackman Star Trek, and I was like, ah, you know, just right away. Uh, so, the next Star Trek movie that's being made, and I need to be super careful how I say this, but the next Star Trek movie that's being made, presumably on the Kelvin timeline, which is the Chris Pine, yes. Zoe Saldana, Zachary Quinto timeline, yes. is going to be helmed by not J.J. Abrams but Matt Shackman. Who was uh, behind the camera for WandaVision? Director all nine episodes. Yeah, director of WandaVision. So um, now I say presumed because there are what is believed is that the movie that he signed up for is a movie that would reunite the Chris Pine, Zoe Saldana, Star Trek cast. Now, nobody's name is signed on the line at this point, but 
that is the plan. So we're going to move forward assuming that that's the plan. And we know that that's far from a done deal. But Kirk, what's your reaction to this news? I am shamefaced because I, before we started recording, I pulled out my Captain Kirk shirt and I almost wore it to tonight's episode. Oh. And I said, we don't have any Star Trek news. Oh, what's wrong with me? Oh, no. I was wrong. I was wrong. So that's my first bit of regret. Um, I don't think this movie can be done without Chris Pine. Um, I know that people love to uh, say that there's so many other characters, much like the Star Wars uh, fan base. There's so many other characters that are better than Luke. Come on, let's go. Because they sound like this, like they're surfer dudes, the Star Trek. (laughs) No, they actually sound like, they sound like, well, actually, that's what they actually sound like. Yes, they would correct someone making a, an impression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Well, actually, you see, they wouldn't be surfers from California. <laughs> yeah. So they're me. Is I love it. What I'm saying. <laughs> I love it. I love it. They would. It has to have Chris Pine. If it doesn't have Chris Pine, it doesn't make sense. You can't even recast a Captain Kirk right now. You would have to have a, f- a full reboot with a yeah. different timeline and a different direction. So without Chris Pine, this doesn't work. And Chris Pine brought it in every single movie, including Star Trek Beyond, which didn't get as much uh, notoriety. I don't even understand why uh, Into Darkness didn't get the love it did, because all of them, if you look at them, they are really well done. Uh, Maybe they were all Star Trek truists, uh, like my, sorry, dad, like my dad to the the film and to the series. But it has to have Chris Pine, has to have him, because he's incredible. Yeah, I mean, my, my take is I didn't like the third one very much. I thought it was a little boring. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a little bit episodic, not like, didn't, it, it was just like self-contained. And so I hope for this last one, if they get that crew back together, first of all, they should probably end it because it's hard to nail these guys down. They're worth lots of money. It's a hard thing yes. to do. So they should probably find a way to end it. But I hope they do it in a way that's big and spectacular and beautiful and 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 just a great narrative and a great story that's that's outside of i I just want to change course from beyond because i didn't like that as much but uh, yeah if yeah you're right it did it did seem very self-contained and if you're if you're looking for it to connect to the bigger universe into the darkness definitely connected to the bigger universe um beyond didn't do much for it it didn't really feel like the end of a trilogy possibly because there was a fourth one that they wanted to do and that is some kind of direction where we need to bring back chris hemsworth who played uh his father who died and made everyone cry <laughs> you're gonna bring this up every time <laughs> 20 seconds i kid you not tears streaming <laughs> down my face he's a newcomer he's dying oh my word so good so good you have the best and the second best chris a hand in hand uh part of the star trek universe hey man i'm for it <laughs> i know that you're for it but i i'm also for i'm it. trying you're, to convince you don't have you to can. convince me i'm there man i'm i've been there I, I'm, I'm there i'm there all the way but, um i appreciate your dedication to that and uh it's good i hope that it works out for you i really do um, thank you but yeah that's star trek that's our big whopper that i totally forgot about Last one, and this is my segue. And so for those of you listening in podcast form, this is going to be like a juicy little cliffhanger for you until you swing back on Friday. So (laughs) apologies for that. But box office news. Black Widow, no pun intended, took a a harsh fall this this weekend at the box office. Down 67% percent week over week they were down into the 20 million dollar range in terms of earnings um 
And they were beaten by Space Jam, which is the movie we're reviewing this week. So we'll figure out if that was worth it or not for those people who bought tickets. That's what we'll talk about. But um, yeah, Black Widow took a big tumble. The industry freaked out. They were like, wow, this is way bigger than we expected. Everybody's pointing the finger at Disney+. Plus. In fact, NATO, um, not the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Okay, hold on. Not, not the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, but the National Association of Theater Owners, because they couldn't come up with a better acronym, I guess, for their little oh, group. They man. had a strongly worded statement for Disney+, Plus, basically saying, your plan failed. We don't like it. We don't want to be a part of it. You guys, this just proves it. Your plan sucks, and we need to move on from it. And Disney responded by saying that Jungle Cruise will be the last movie that they do the half, the half and half with. They won't, wow. they won't do same-day release on Disney Plus with premiere access and in theaters following Jungle Cruise, which I think was the plan anyway, you know? But it might have been. I think it was. It might have been. Those are some... If it wasn't, those are some pretty quick decisions. I don't oh, see... Yeah. I don't see how that's possible because you have to plan for months mounting up the distribution plan and how to get those uh, reels or files out to all the theaters. So um, it had to be had to, uh, to your point had to be part of the plan already. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, no problem. We'll take care. Of that. Yeah, exactly. They're like, you know what? Your your points are valid. We're happy to acquiesce your request, my friends. <laughs> I'll <laughs> so, sign right now. <laughs> yeah. So that's what's happening. And now. We're going to wrap up what's popping so we can talk about Space Jam. Kirk, are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Let's do it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Popcorn for Breakfast. Our executive producer is Ryan Spriggs, and our original music is by Rhetoric. You can check them out on Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Music. We are on Facebook at Popcorn the Number 4 Breakfast, as well as Twitter and Instagram at PFB underscore podcast. Check the description to find out how you can connect with us on Discord, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and follow us on Twitch. If you like this episode, please subscribe, like, comment, rate, or review. And if you want more, you can find all of our episodes and videos on popcorn4breakfast.com. We'll see you next time. Popcorn.